1: Hello and welcome to this episode of the e commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe, the creator and host of this award winning show, and it's my aim in every single episode to help you find ways to improve your e commerce business. In today's episode, we're catching up with a fresh new business who've been around for about 12 months, but who've achieved some pretty good growth stats in that time. And we're going to be talking about their both their plans for the future and how they've got, as far as they have, decision-making processes, what they've chosen to do themselves, as well as where they found the ability to grow really rather fast. Before we get into all that though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash master plan. Join over 5,000 fast-growth brands at ShipBob. Their international fulfilment network and best-in-class tech means that whether you store inventory in one or multiple ShipBob fulfilment locations, you have full visibility into the entire fulfilment process, plus access to data, reporting, and tools to manage your orders and inventory in real time, all from a single dashboard. Optimise your fulfilment strategy with ShipBob and get $500 in free shipping credits. Find out more at shipbob.com forward slash masterplan. That's S-H-I-P-B-O-B dot com forward slash master plan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Tom Mucklow is the founder at Aurora Mornings, a D2C supplements company founded in 2020. They are already doing one to 2,000 orders per month. Hello, Tom.
2: Hello, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: It's great to have you here. And the the weird thing for listeners listening at home is that Tom and I are probably less than a hundred miles apart, which is highly unusual on my podcast. Usually, we're like tens of thousands of miles apart. We're only a, we're only about a hundred. It's crazy, blowing my mind. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about geography, uh, Tom. We're here to talk about you and your e commerce business. But how did you get into e commerce?
2: Um, a fairly unusual route. Um, so. I mean, you mentioned earlier, my my dad had a kind of a B2B um, tech business that sold a lot into into kind of e-commerce businesses. I mean, people in the UK probably know it, type your postcode in and your address pops up. Um, so I was working in the film industry in London um, and kind of I'd always work with him um, kind of as like an intern, just dog's body as he was building a business when I was growing up. Um, and just the opportunity came about to go to New York to help him launch a team. Um, in the States um, and loved the film industry, but the, the money was pretty poor and I, I didn't really like see much of a future in it for me. Um, so I ended up moving to New York and basically, yeah, just worked um, in the same business, um, selling to a lot of e-commerce businesses ranging from the tiniest little mom pop stores on like WooCommerce and Shopify and, and Magento all the way through to Nike and eBay. Um, and, and the whole kind of the whole range. Um, so did that for a few years. Um, he ended up selling it. I was, I was, I was there as company bought us called GB group. Very, very nice. Um, but I just kind of reached the kind of the end of my time there. Um, being in the US on a, on a kind of a visa, there were my, my options were fairly limited. It was basically move back to the UK or start a business. Um, and having worked with like a ton of, um, ton of e-commerce businesses like like the Nikes, but also more importantly, probably the smaller um, little mom and pop stores. I just thought this is cool and interesting. These people are working remotely or working with kind of a small team and, and basically building something from scratch, whether it, w- whether it is a simple like drop shipping store or, or someone like carving wooden products in their garage and, and selling them on, on a little like Shopify store, whatever it is, I thought that's, that kind of, that's kind of fun. It kind of suits me. I like the idea of being able to like work for myself um, and build something and kind of put my heart and soul into it and take what I've learned um, from a kind of a B2B sales angle um, and basically just kind of teach myself the rest. Uh, And so I jumped in the deep end about a year ago um, and yeah, launched Aurora. Uh, It was actually about almost a year ago to the day that I kind of launched.
1: You say it's, it's the road less travel, but I'm surprised more business, more people who start e-commerce businesses don't do that. Because it's like, you can work at an e-commerce business and see one side of it, or you can work supplier side and see multiple e-commerce businesses and actually have some quite in-depth conversations with them and find out what's going on. So I think I think it probably gave you a very good good background in things to do and things probably not to do as well.
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's okay. I know we're kind of going to focus mainly on Aurora, but like having, I've also got a little agency and and also a little like app uh, on Shopify, and it just gives me such like a broad, like, it's great learning. Like, I just learn from all these businesses I interact with on on a daily basis. Like, obviously, my own, I'm kind of teaching myself um, just, I mean, kind of through online courses, and and blogs, and and books, and, and, and podcasts, or what have you, but also just, getting in the weeds with businesses every day, like not just my own, just trying to solve problems. It's it's immensely satisfying, just like solving business problems um, kind of through the medium of e-commerce it's is a lot of fun. Uh,
1: and as everyone knows, there's a never ending list of problems to be solved when it comes to one yeah. e-commerce business, however well you're doing. Um, okay, uh, Tom, I mentioned, actually, let, let's, let's, let's clear the the basics of Aurora and then let's get into how you've managed to get to, to some quite large sales volumes in just your first 12 months. So uh, where in the world is the business based and where are you selling to?
2: So it's, I mean, I was based in the U.S. until about a month ago. Um, so it's, it's based there. I started in New York. I am fulfilling out of uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Very <laughs> uh, nice. I've never been there, but, I, <laughs> but uh, that's where my 3PL is. Um, I'm currently based, as you mentioned, in the south coast of England. I'm flying to Portugal on Monday. I'm going to be there for a month. Um, but I'm kind of footloose and fancy free. But yeah, so uh, yeah, basically the business is technically founded in New York. It's all fulfilled out of Tennessee and I'm wherever the wind takes me.
1: And you are you selling just to the US or are you just selling the globally? US at the
2: moment? I do have plans to bring it to the UK, um, but yeah, it's just kind of a cash flow thing. Like it's, the US is, is kind of, is, is enough of a beast on its own.
1: Yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty of people to buy the product in the US. I think think you can probably at least double, if not treble, the business before you run
2: out. A hundred percent. I'm like, logically, it sounds like it makes sense for me to launch in the UK because I'm here. But I, I, I like, there's a whole lot of other hurdles I will need to jump through, or like jump over, and like hoops to jump through, and whatever. And I, I'm down with the bandwidth. And as you said, yeah, there's just so much more market to be going after in the US right now that I, if I don't need to jump the hurdles and climb through the hoops, and I'm not going to.
1: Well, I think one of the, is one of the important things you have to do as you're growing any business, is there are a plethora of opportunities in front of you. There's always something you could be doing. Yeah. And success lies in deciding what to actually do and what to say no to.
2: hundred percent, yeah. I, that's so important is, I mean, I've always been like a, yeah, I'll do everything kind of guy. And that's that's definitely one thing I've done over last year is you can't do, you can't do everything. As my old boss used to say, you can't boil the ocean. Which I think it's very true but
1: um good, good way to look at it
2: it's true you're to like you have yeah, got to push everything through a filter um like does this make sense am I gonna get a immediate ROI or does this make sense like long term or am I just like spending a lot of time doing something which is is just outside of my immediate core focus which might sound logical or nice but actually if I boil it down to its essence is probably a huge distraction
1: and you meant talking of huge distractions um, you mentioned that you've already outsourced your um, your logistics so your warehousing yeah. and your pick pack and dispatch that's something I am forever frustrated by the number of startups I speak to who are still doing it themselves. So as someone who's seen the light, um, what, what led you? Did, did you outsource that from absolute day one? And, and if, if so, why? And if you didn't do it from day one, what was the trigger that led you to outsource it?
2: So, I mean, I think it, it does depend business to business. Like if I had a premise or like some, yeah, some kind of like, like retail presence, I would probably think differently about it. But my, my aim always with this business was like to kind of create some kind of nomad, not, no, I mean, it's, it's a horrible overused term, but like nomadic existence. But ultimately I just didn't really want to be tied into anywhere. Um, I was living in Manhattan or, or New York in Brooklyn actually uh, at the time. Um, and everyone's very aware that no one's got any space. Um, and I wasn't prepared to go rent like a garage or some something to go spend every afternoon packing boxes and fulfilling them. Um, like there's, there's far more, um, important, like immediate kind of levers that I could be pulling to drive sales as opposed to like spending half of my day packing boxes and taking them to the local USPS. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a, it was a decision I made, I mean, right at the beginning, actually, like far before I even launched was that I wasn't going to be doing fulfillment myself. Uh, and I was going to lean on uh, a 3PL to, to do that for me.
1: And how did you go about picking your three PL? Because I think that's certainly people who are starting off are like, I have no idea what I need.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie, the um a lot of the the kind of the terms, how like how the kind of contracts are structured is like pretty Byzantine and confusing and like not not the easiest thing to cut through. Like you're looking at like a per I mean some things are like per month, some things are per order, and then there's like and then it's like the weights as well, like the weight chart you get given, which is like zero to one pound, and then like one pound to 20 pounds, and then like the different regions in the US, whether it's like continental, whether it's like, I forget the word for it, but the, the uh, well, this continuous. Contigen you know, whatever whatever it is, but it's basically like North America, like like the main states, and then like Alaska and Hawaii, and then like international. It's it's just like a it's pretty confusing. Um so it was a fairly lengthy process to kind of go through. I looked at I probably about four, seriously, um, and settled with up.
1: Excellent. And um I find uh, you know a lot of startups don't outsource it because they try and uh, potentially, rightly put a lot of brand effort into those boxes and those parcels to make it an experience when people arrive there. Is that something that you've, because you've chosen to outsource, you're not worrying about, or is it something you've been able to build in despite the fact you've outsourced it?
2: Yeah, I mean that was that was always the reason. The other, the, the only other reason I'd probably like keep it in house at least to kind of start. Um, but actually, with Shipper, I managed to do. Um, so I did. It's not as kind of personalized an experience that I would have, would, have, would have liked, but it's kind of like a happy medium, like a, a compromise that I'm, I'm pretty happy with, in which I, I worked with Pat Klain, um to basically make some really nice boxes, had some inserts, and I basically like kitted them all out um, or had ShipBob kit them all out. So yeah, I can kind of create that, hey, we're like shipping them ourselves with this like Happy Fun brand. It's like um, doing like, sending you a little like personalized note, etc. cetera, um, but managing to do that remotely.
1: Very nice. Okay, so we've just disappeared off into the world of three PLs and shipping. Let's come back to what the actual product is because we haven't talked about that yet. So, what are you selling, sir?
2: So yeah, I launched this business with the idea of like trying to make everyone's mornings better. Like everyone wakes up and is, are groggy and feeling like they don't want to go to work or they want to like take the kids to school. They're just going to want to lie around and have a cup of coffee and whatnot. So the idea. I mean, I've always been a bit of a like. Of, I fluctuate between like being a real morning person being like oh, like that, like I can't be bothered. So, I've kind of for a number of years been like just experimenting, I I suppose is probably the best way of calling it, um, with various like very like Ayurvedic medicine, um, like traditional Chinese medicine, and basically just like herbs, um, and various nootropics and adaptogens. Um, and then so it was was, this was basically kind of a concoction I'd, I'd been. Um, taking my, myself to kind of make me feel more energized in the morning make me feel more awake but I guess I drink a lot of coffee as it is so it's kind of trying not to pack it full of caffeine and, and just kind of rely on on other um, kind of herbs and minerals basically just to create that like morning clarity without making me jittery and anxious and like sweaty um, which is the opposite <laughs> so yeah I this was kind of Playing around with that for for a while, and then ended up get bringing some professional help. To um, I'm I'm not a, a herbalist by by trade. To to basically polish the formula, and yeah, I kind of that was that was my thinking. Is basically I was trying to want to build a brand around um, using kind natural health ingredients to help everyone have a better morning. Because like it, it's the beginning of your day. Like you can be so productive if you get up and you're you're out and you're you're, you're working um as opposed to kind of lying around feeling sorry for yourself like there's hours you can be doing things you love like you don't have to be working you can be reading or like writing or like whatever it is but just trying to like help people channel channel a bit of like um morning focus help them be more productive first thing in the morning is kind of the, the the aim um behind the brand so yeah launch launch one supplement um and have got a few other things in the pipeline
1: Okay, cool. If we've got time, we maybe we'll come back and talk about the things in the pipeline as well. Um, which platform did you choose to sell on? Are you a Shopify, Magento, or something else?
2: I'm a Shopify. Shopify throw through. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Keep it simple.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, if you're on Shopify, there must be some widgets, plugins, possibly your own that you are you are using.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean. It's always a bit of a, um, I mean, the old plugins, widgets, things, a bit of a poison channel. I think sometimes you can definitely over over egg the pudding, as they say. Um, I mean, I, as I as kind of talked about, I've got a little agency my, myself and spent hours trying to speed up people's sites by removing the countless amounts of plugins people <laughs> dump on their site. So I think it's, it's, it's very often like a less is more kind of um, trade-off. That being said, some of the most useful ones, I mean... I mean, like reviews are pretty killer. I mean, I've 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 gone with Yotpo because I know the guys there pretty well. Um, but there are plenty of other equally good uh, platforms to use. Um, Affiliate's been a fairly good channel for me, so I've been uh, leaning on Refersion. Um, had a look at ShareASale, share, ShareASale a while back. Um, um, what else? I mean, I just I, mean, I just love the kind of linking. It's less like on-page um, type apps, but just being able to like, link my clavio, et cetera, in really neatly um, is, is super important. Um, and then, yeah, I do have, as you mentioned, I do have a little um, pop-up um, upsell, cross-sell widget called Turtle. Um, it's basically Turtle without the U. <laughs> it's like a weird spelling.
1: Had to think about that for a second. Turtle without the U. Without the U or
2: the E. Yeah, it's missing a vowel. <laughs> but um but yeah like as said like i, I do love a, i love a, a well placed widget for doing a specific job but you you need to be careful that you don't um, you don't like hinder your site by just filling it with useless javascript that just like slows it to a snail's pace and no one can buy anything
1: Yes, yeah, so true. It's not not quite a one-in-one-out policy, but constant revision of what, what's on there and what isn't. And you're clearly building this business to be um, very, not easy to run, but very uh, adaptable to run in terms of how it controls your time so you can be anywhere in the world and, and so forth. Has that taken you as far as keeping it as a one-person business or have you got uh, quite a team around you? Yeah.
2: Um- so well, this kind of, this agency I kind of mentioned basically came out of me um, not wanting to hire. I mean, it's a bit, I was basically doing like using freelancers and agencies. And then I just thought I could kind of just do this agency piece myself. Uh, so I teamed up with a friend to do that. So I kind of, my team is kind of my agency as well. So yeah, so no, no one's like full time in Aurora, um, but people like chip in and and do bits Um but yeah, ultimately, it's pretty. It's pretty hands off. I mean, I, I do. I do the Facebook ads myself. Um, but yeah, as mentioned, like I'm not. I'm kind of. I'm growing it sustainably. I don't really want to. I'm. I'm 100 not looking for any funding or anything. I. I just basically kind of want to keep keep on continuing to grow it, but not. Um, not grow it so that it breaks, so that I need to like hire like a full team for it. Um, I mean, I probably will. Will bring in someone below me maybe to run it in, in like a year or two. But at the moment it's like, it's just kind of like taking along and growing, like a nice little rate. Um, but yeah, it's not, I have set it up to your point that I I can kind of be hands off to a certain degree. And as mentioned, like shit, Bob gives me a, I mean, that just saves me hours a day. Um, but yeah, so things like that, where I, I just don't have to get too involved. I can just deal with like customer. Customer issues and ordering product and, and
1: and and ads. Keep it nice, nice and straightforward. So, I guess the key things you've outsourced is the logistics and the day-to-day customer issues. So, the simple bits.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Very nice. Um, okay, we meant you touched on range expansion earlier, and about that, you're not building a supplements company, as I described at the beginning. You're building a brand that's about helping people have better mornings. So, where's that? Where are you planning on taking that with the expansion of the brand?
2: So what I'm looking to do is um, is like more more food type stuff. Um, so breakfast specifically, <laughs> the morning food, uh, and then also uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm basically I'm building a building a range of breakfast bars, um, uh, and then also I've been looking into doing like more um, like overnight oat type products as well. Um, so that's kind of that's a little bit further down the line. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was always actually originally going to like a while back launch like a kind of an overnight oats. This was about two years ago. Um, So that's kind of quite close to my heart. I do love breakfast. So. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's that's what I would like to do. Um, Probably. Well, I'm looking to push these bars out probably towards the end of this year. Um, And then other breakfast products down the line and possibly some other supplements as well. Um, And then, yeah, maybe some like morning kind of drinks, like a morning Kind of tea blend or a morning kind of adaptogenic coffee blend, that kind of thing.
1: Excellent. well, Good luck with the uh, with the bars, um, the bars launch. Um, and as I'm someone who loves breakfast too, and I have to say, if if I come down in the morning and open the fridge and realise I didn't create my overnight night oats the night before, you don't want to be in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's a total uh, total tangent. So the question I have to ask you, because um, we, I'm sure we've got a lot of people listening, going. Wow! In twelve years, it's not twelve years. In one year, he's got it to to well over a thousand orders a month. You mentioned that you're running the Facebook ads. Has that been, and that you've got Clabio set up? Are those your two key marketing methods, or what would you say is the reason you've successfully grown?
2: I actually, I think. I mean, I kind of dabble like Facebook marketing. I find like quite painful. Actually,
1: (laughs) I I think a lot of people do, but not many admit it.
2: Yeah, I put it politely. I mean, it's. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm just like wasting my money and my time with it. Um, but sometimes it works a treat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think what's been the kind of the best lever for growth really has been, or uh, well, the one I've kind of enjoyed doing most. It, it was, this is kind of, has been actually probably a little bit, but it's been more of a kind of a time. Um, I was, I was working with someone to help me, like probably get it up, but like affiliate I mentioned, I was using Refersion. I've, um, I've had a lot of success actually just, just getting, um, affiliates signed up like typically like micro influencers, um, who just like kind of push the product in exchange for product and, and the commission. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably been biggest lever and then yeah, but a bit of Klaviyo a bit of, a bit of Facebook ads as well.
1: It, I'm so pleased you mention affiliates because it's a dirty. Word, I've been but I <laughs> well. It is a dirty word, but it's it with the world of kind of the micro influencer and the influencer and the opportunities the technology of affiliates offers. I think it's it's for me it's an untapped method that I would love to see more businesses starting to use, especially if you're um, an Sorry to the the larger affiliate networks, is what I'm about to say is, is against you guys, but especially for the smaller retailer, creating an affiliate um, uh, uh, you know software portal that you're in control of, that you're inviting people into, not someone where you're going and you're trying to pitch against Tesco or Walmart for someone's attention, is hugely, hugely powerful solution that should work for both par- partners. And be hugely powerful for you
2: yeah it's it i mean it's yeah it's a funny one um and i do kind of yeah as you mentioned i mean it's it doesn't always work and i'm not i'm not convinced like i mean i like using reversion to a certain degree but i feel like there's there is someone needs to go out and build like a better tool because it i mean it's, it does make a lot of sense for like brands to find their best customers and empower them to go tell all their friends and reward them and and it doesn't have to be like a commission it could be like access to the special club or whatever it is um but just turning your best customers into your into basically like resellers but in a kind of a friendly nice way um without it feeling too salesy is is such a great way to market i mean people
1: i would imagine with a product like yours it's the sort of thing which you know, you've you've we've all been in office in an office with the person who you just don't talk to for the first hour of the day, and then all of a sudden that person is in half an hour before you and is worth talking to, and and then you know for the first hour of the day, and then they're then going to talk about it. They're going to evangelize about the product anyway. So why wouldn't you want to try and capture that and track it and reward them for it, so as they then do more of it? it it's it's a kind of no brainer strategy.
2: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, Tom. So uh, one last question before we head towards the top tips, which is, what else have you got? So you got you've got range expansion coming. You're hating but playing around with Facebook ads and um, loving the bits and pieces you're doing with the affiliates. What else is is in the pipeline for Aurora in the coming months?
2: Probably. I mean, yeah, I'm loosely looking at a bit of a site revamp as well. So yeah, I'm kind of playing around with a few different ideas. Um, There's definitely on the roadmap, um, but we yeah. Don't really have a time for that, but I suspect it'll be this year at some point. Um, Probably next, yeah, I'll probably get going the next month and, and we'll see. Like, probably October, I reckon. We'll be launching early October.
0: E commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are.
1: Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Are you struggling to keep up with growing order volumes, leading to mispicks and slow dispatch times? Save time, money and headaches by outsourcing it all to the experts at ShipBob. ShipBob is a premium 3PL who partner with thousands of brands in a wide range of industries and have a 99.95% accuracy rate in fulfilling orders on time. Optimise your fulfilment strategy with ShipBob and get $500 in free shipping credits. Find out more at shipbob.com forward slash plan.
0: It's time for the top tips round.
1: Okay, Tom, it's time for the top tips. And I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So are you ready for these?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Okay.
1: The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, what book would you recommend?
2: Ooh, um, so probably I mean the the book that I think that had the most effect on I me mean, just in in life in general in the last kind of year or two is um Atomic Habits by James Clear um just like the power of just doing something consistently every day whether it's like um like I mean like learning a language or whatever it's just like getting your mindset into in into the fact that like everything compounds and just we're everything with business, just do the same thing every day, do it slightly better, and eventually you'll end up with a really successful business. I think it just, it, for me, it's really kind of changed my mindset to being more like long-termist um, than just being like immediate gratification. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of not really such a business book, but in terms of like what, the book that's had the most effect on my outlook in the last years, certainly been that
1: excellent recommendation okay the traffic top tip which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves
2: affiliate I think is is the is the one we've, we've talked about it at kind of a great length but yeah it's as mentioned I think it's like people say it's got kind of like a dirty word so when you tell someone you go to an affiliate conference they like look down at you a little bit um but I've, I've actually I've kind of enjoyed like working with people and, and kind of building my affiliate network and and it's always a real like I love when you pay out the commissions, as weird as that sounds, but I'd rather that money goes towards someone like helping sell my product than bloody Mark Zuckerberg. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's, that's my definitely the one I've been surprised by um, how impactful it's been for me.
1: Excellent. And a tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day?
2: Um so yeah, I mean, slack, but everyone knows that um, but the one that I mean is are people are using it, um and I'm definitely seeing more and more people use it, uh, but it is invaluable for for like me and for my team and for like it just saves me hours, probably a day um is loom, so like loom.com um but just doing like video recordings of like screens, whether it's like, Hey, I want you to change my website and make it all look like this, or just like sending like a does I don't even use the screen recording. I just like record myself talking to them. Um, but it just saves me having to often write like a long um, email. Um, saves me having to like annotate screenshots and all that you just point and like wave and tell people what you want doing. Um, so yeah, Loom's been amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of that too. And it often saves a meeting. Yeah, which 100%. if you. Especially if you've got people in different time zones and it's tricky, it can—it just offers so much more clarity than, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and saves so much more time than trying to get everyone in the same place. Yeah. Cool. Big fan of that recommendation. Right. The last one is the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them?
2: I mean, I think. I mean, I think kind of going back to like. Going back to the Atomic Habits, I mean, it's less of like a growth tip and more of like a mindset tip. It's just like don't expect to don't expect to be there tomorrow. Um, like it's a marathon, not a sprint. Just like keep plugging away at it day in, day out, and you'll get there. But just like expectation setting. Um, uh, but yeah, both expectation setting and also like like you got. to... Set your mind to like you. You will get there eventually, but it won't be tomorrow. But also, you need to set your mind. Say that tomorrow, I'm going to get up and do this thing a little bit better, so that in X amount of days, I will have hit that 2,000 run rate or whatever you're going for. So, yeah, a bit of a not really a growth tip, but more of like a mindset.
1: I, I like that because I think I think the mindset of it is almost more important than the what you do. Yeah. Because a lot of people would, you know, on the affiliates front, they try it with one influencer, it might not work, and give up on it. Yeah. And it's, it's no, you learn from that one and then you do it again and then you do it again and you do it again. And that's how you get to a thousand, not by on week one, trying influencers, the next week, trying affiliates, the next week, trying email. It's, you have to get that compound going. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and to that point, yeah, focus probably like it leads on to that, like, yeah, focus on one channel, get that channel working, focus on the second channel. Don't focus on 10 channels as that.
1: No, you'll drive yourself insane, if nothing else. Um, okay, Tom, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please?
2: Yeah, so um, auroramornings.com, um, aurora under AuroraMornings mornings, at aurora, under mornings on um, I think we're at aurora mornings on Instagram. I think we're at auroramornings on Facebook. Um, I think that's, I know, I think I've, I, we, yeah, we don't use TikTok. <laughs> I do have it, but I don't use it. Um yeah, so that's that's it for Aurora.
1: Okay, cool. And then we've we've quickly mentioned in passing both your agency and your uh, your Turtle app without the U. Yep. Um, so uh, let's let let everyone know a little bit more about. Let's start with the agency. Um, just let people know a little bit more about it, please.
2: Cool. Yeah. So um, me and my business partner set up um, kind of a, basically what we're trying to do is um, Shopify design, development, product admin, uh, and customer support, um, but on a very ad hoc basis. Um, no commitments, no retainers. Um, you basically you pay for like whatever you use if a job takes 20 minutes, that's all we charge you for. Um, but that's Superco um, and you're based in the UK US um, got a team kind of a couple of people in, in each. Um, uh, superco.io is, is the website for that. Um, so yeah I mean ping me on here or, or wherever if you want to chat. Um, and then turtle is an upsell cross sell app that I bought from some, some French dudes at the beginning of the year. Um, and yeah, it's a little Shopify app, um, that helps you like upsell stuff. So if, for example, you're selling like a, a phone on Shopify, like you add to cart and then a pop-up will say, do you want to buy a phone case with that? Um it's pretty simple, pretty straightforward, but I mean some of some of the people using it get insane ROIs on it. Um because it is obviously you just pay the Shopify subscription. We don't take a cut. Um so yeah, that's those are my other two businesses. And yeah, happy to happy to chat about any of those if anyone and, and Aurora as well if anyone wants to follow up with me after the call. You can you can reach me at Tom at oatsanddreams.com Dreams dot com is my weird business name, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Excellent. well, thank you someone thank you so much for the um for the for the offer to talk to the listeners because i know I know from previous guests you may well get a few messages coming in with with some questions
2: that's totally cool yeah yeah i'm all, i'm I'm always up to chat
1: Well thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It's been a joy chatting with you, and I wish you all the best with the plans for the coming year.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun.
1: Great to talk to Tom there, and he does make starting a new business seem so simple and straightforward, and getting that that growth rate um, really rather impressive. But I do, I guess, the reason he makes it sound so simple is because he's so focused at spending his time on the things that matter and drilling down on on the areas that are working for him and making them work and finding the smart ways to do it. So a a really, really interesting perspective there. To get your hands on the notes from today's show, including top tips and links to what we've mentioned, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. If you liked this episode, then make sure... You check out um, all our startup episodes because we've covered a lot of startups over the years. And we've been most recently talking to Luke Carthy from AfroDrops about his startup story this year. And UXB skincare we followed um, in 2020. So you'll find all of those if you scroll up and down your list. Just look for Afro Drops or UXB. Or if you go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash startup, you will find a list of all our interviews with startups over the years. And if you are interested in finding out more about affiliates, then on our sister podcast, Keep Optimizing, we recently did a whole month, so a whole four episodes exploring different ways of using affiliate marketing in your business. So do take a look at that. Um, Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. And as you probably know by now... Or maybe you don't if this is the first time you're tuning in. If you are, thank you very much. Um, I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their businesses, whatever that means. So please do tell the other e-commerce business owners you know because I would love to help them too. I hope you have a brilliant week and don't forget to keep
0: optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.